Welcome to season two of our Bold Conscious Connections podcast, where we bring you stories, conversations, and life experiences of those that have taken the journey and the leap of faith from employee to entrepreneurship. Every week, we will bring you interviews or messages from us about what it took for people to take this bold, conscious journey. So without further ado, let's get into our episode today. In this episode, we are talking to Carissa Carban, who is a leadership coach and who takes an inside-out approach to leadership. Let me explain. With a decade of corporate experience in high-tech, Carissa has been in a variety of roles and worked with many leaders. After going through a divorce, she realized the path to true happiness, fulfillment, and impact was through curiosity and following her inner voice rather than the path she was supposed to follow. She thrives in helping leaders explore their inner world, heal themselves, and take action to lead more powerfully in their own lives and create conscious and connected organizations. Here is a force, a power herself, Carissa Carban. Welcome to our episode today for Bold Conscious Connections. We're so excited to have our guest, Carissa Carbon, is here to talk to us today about her journey of making that leap from being in a job to then moving into entrepreneurship. So just a quick background, I met Carissa at a uh, retreat about two months ago now, maybe almost three months ago in California. And you know, when you meet people and you just connect with them and it seems like you've known them forever or perhaps even other lifetimes, that was a uh, Carissa for me. So I'm so excited to have you here today and welcome. Why don't we begin with you just um, sharing, you know, a few words about who you are and uh, why today is going to be so amazing for you to share. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Definitely echo, Trisha, what you said about that connection at the retreat. So very excited to be on here and to share. I am a leadership coach. I help corporate leaders achieve inner mastery so that they can serve and lead more powerfully. And I love this topic. I could talk about leadership all day for days on end, really, because I feel we are really at the cusp of a revolution when it comes to how we lead, especially inside of our largest companies and corporations. And it's about damn time. <laughs> so I'm very excited to share my journey and really hopefully remind people people that they are not alone, right? We are on this journey together. And as I get ready to make my own leap, when the time is right for me, um, really want to do what I can to share my lessons learned and support others on the journey of living into their highest potential, whatever that looks like. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And I just want to um, highlight something you said, as I get ready to make my own leap, I want to just unpack that a little bit for our audience because you know having made it is not the same as having already made the decision mm. so first the decision comes and then everything else follows and so 
you know, let's start our conversation today by sharing with us, what did it take for you to finally make the decision that you're going to make this leap? Oh gosh, how much time do we have now? Um, I think it's something that I will, I'll be honest and say it's something I had been thinking about for probably two or three years before I actually made the decision. So I'm sure I'm not alone in that, right? This idea, this inkling, this voice inside of me that said, you're meant for something different, right? This isn't necessarily your long-term path. This is a path that has served you and helped you along the way. And now it's time to do something different and kind of on your own. And so I ignored the voice for as long as I could. <laughs> and then I- As we said, all have. As yes, we all exactly, have. exactly. Um, you know, I, I had to wade through a lot of imposter syndrome, a lot of who am I to say this or to do this? Who am I to dare boldly? And who am I to want this life for myself? So after wading through a lot of that and a lot of the imposter syndrome, I finally was looking around me, especially at what's happened in the last year and a half as we look at COVID and the toll that it's taken. And for me, I, I saw the wave coming, especially because I'm incredibly passionate about leadership and how we lead people. I saw the wave coming as we entered into a global pandemic and we started to really question, look around us and say, why are we living the way that we're living? Who agreed to this? Why did we sign up for this? Um, and so I see a large wave of many people sort of in this collective awakening and asking that question, what life do I want to live and how do I figure that out and what steps do I take? And because I've been on a very intentional journey of self-discovery and transformation for the last decade, I said, I'm ready to help support others on this journey. And I want to be a catalyst for helping people to awaken and unplug from the matrix, as I like to say it, um, which to me, I want to be very clear, does not mean necessarily leaving a corporate job, right? For me, unplugging from the matrix simply means living a life of curiosity, intention, and action. Um, so when I finally, uh, at the end of last year, saw all the signs, all the tea leaves, if you will, I said, okay, now's the time. And I made the decision, uh, but I tend to be a fairly risk-averse person. So I know that for me, what does not support me is a burn-the-boats mentality, right? The put in my notice, make the leap, and figure it out on my way down. Uh, I do tend to be a little more risk averse. So for me, it was, how do I do this within a little bit of safety and a little bit of structure inside of my day job so that I can give myself permission to play and to figure this out along the way? That's so good. And it's so good, especially that last piece that you shared, because it's good to have that awareness and to honor who we are and to honor, you know, what that is that makes us unique. And, you know, somebody else's path does not have to be your path. And, you know, you could tell that you've done a lot of work around this as well. And really, I would say that's the prerequisite, you know, at any point in time where you're wanting to make a transition of any kind, it does require raising your awareness about who you are first and foremost, because naturally then that curiosity extends beyond who you are to then, okay, why is the world the way that it is? Mm -hmm. And, you know, what can I, what can I, because I have a right to ask that question, what can I do about it? Yep. So thank you for sharing that.
Uh, Carissa, I want to just touch on what you just said earlier in the beginning. You said there was a revolution coming. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are curious about what that is. Um, I mean, I have an idea, but perhaps you can touch on that. And while you answer that question, you know, in your in your headline, you say you, you, you help corporate leaders with a career mastery mm. through introspection and impact. So I get the second part, but career mastery, can you define that too while you're, as you're answering the question about revolution yeah. coming? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, it all goes back to that metaphor I just used of sort of unplugging from the matrix, if you will. So we're, we'll start there because I think so much of the revolution in general, but especially in terms of leadership, is really getting curious about why the heck we want to be leaders in the first place. And so much of that answer sits in, because I was told this is what I'm supposed to do, or this is the path that was outlined for me, or this is how to achieve success and happiness. Um, And I'll use air quotes very liberally, achieve success and happiness. And So for me, my journey uh, was definitely one of disconfirming experiences where I had, well, go down memory lane with me for a moment as I answer that question. Um, So for me, I got the degree, the college degree. I found the husband. I was well on my way to checking all of the boxes towards my white picket fence, American dream. And I realized I was miserable. I was living in what I call the watermelon where from the outside, it looked very green, right? From the outside, people would say, of course, you've made it. You know, you have the house, the car, the job, the, all the boxes checked. But I, I was, it was red on the inside. So it was internally that I knew this was not the path for me. So that created the catalyst for me to go on my own path of self-discovery and my own journey. And what I see when I say the word revolution is I see so many people on the cusp of that awakening, recognizing that we live in a system that is not set up to serve every single human being inside of it. It's really set up and it works beautifully. When people say the system is broken, I like to challenge that and correct that and say the system's working exactly as it's been designed to, but that doesn't mean that it really serves everybody inside of it. So for me, the revolution is waking up to the idea that we have the answers inside of us, that if we are willing and able and we have the courage to get curious and listen to that voice inside of us, all the answers are right there. We do not need to give our power away to someone else because nobody can know how to live our life the best other than us. So I I think of the revolution as taking our power back and saying, I have what I need inside of me. And that leads to a couple of different things, right? So to answer the second part of your question in career mastery, one, I think that so much of career mastery is doing what it is we're called to do, living into our purpose. Because when we're constantly trying to follow in someone else's footsteps or to check the boxes that someone else told us to check, we inherently cannot live into our potential. So the career mastery for me is a combination of that introspection. What is it that I want to do? What's the life I want to live? And then having the courage to take action towards it. So when I say a leadership revolution, I fully expect a lot of people to wake up and say, 
this isn't what I want to be doing. This isn't what I'm called to do. So there may be some attrition on our on our leadership front, if you will. And that creates the space for the people who say, I am called to lead. And here's why, because it's something that's really intrinsic and internal to me. So I see a big shift on the horizon. You know, um, that is uh, perfect for the time we're living through right now. We talk about, we, I mean, it's every, you can't really, you would have to be under a rock to know that we're not living through the great resignation, yep. which isn't necessarily just about people leaving jobs to create their businesses. It's also about people leaving jobs to go to another job that is more suited more aligned, more, more really in, in, um, more in alignment with how they want to live their lives. So, um, I'm curious, you know, in terms of you launching your entrepreneurship journey as a coach full time to make that leap to support those people, um, why not support them within, the corporate structure, right? Like there are people out there that that's, that's what they do. They do yeah. the, the within the corporate planning, corp career pathing kind of thing. Sure. Um, so why, why the entrepreneur journey? Yeah. Great, great question. And I have been an internal coach inside of my company for about six years before I made this decision. So I was definitely living that as well. For me, I would say, uh, <laughs> I think I'm a little too disruptive to uh, thrive in the confines of a corporate structure. I am very bold and I can challenge and I love that about myself. And what I found was I was learning to be conditioned to play small. I was learning that not everyone wants to hear my voice. Not everyone appreciates the value that I have to offer. So for me, it's a very personal decision. So I definitely agree with what you said earlier, Tricia. It's not about everybody doing, you know, entrepreneurship or corporate or whatever, right? But for me, it's a very personal decision because this is what I feel called to do in the sense that it's the opportunity that gives me the best shot at spreading my wings and flying. Mm. Beautiful. Well, you just gave us the segue into the, the very thing because everything we do, Trisha and I, you know, is, is titled bold and conscious. Mm -hmm. So you just use the word bold and courageous. So in, and you mentioned earlier that you were risk averse and you know, mm. part of an entrepreneur is to, to take the risks, yeah. of course, not blind risks, but so it's, it's risk managed and calculated risks. So in this context, what does it mean for you to be bold and why is it important for just not just for you, but for everyone listening to this? Yeah. Yeah. I love that one. And it, it is interesting. I, I, I love that you spotted the, uh, the seeming contradiction there of being bold and being risk averse. Uh, one, because I think we are walking paradoxes, right? I think everything is yes. And so the idea of trying to boil it down to this or that inherently limits our power and our capacity. So bold and risk averse. I love that. Um, for me, I think it's really important to be bold in listening to that inner voice, be bold in trusting our intuition and trusting in our own power. Because for me, the real risk 
is leaving it on the table. The real risk is going to my deathbed and being one of those people whose primary regret in life is, and if you don't know, uh, Bronnie Ware, her uh, book, Regrets of the Dying, uh, the number one regret of dying people is, I wish I had lived a life more authentic to myself instead of what others wanted for me. So for me, the boldness is in taking the risk by spreading my wings, putting my heart on the line, my soul on the line, bearing my soul for all to see, accept, reject, right? Whatever that is, it means I'm being vulnerable in even honoring it and even declaring it to the world. So that's the boldness for me. Whereas the true risk is in living a life that is small and scared and not fully true to my heart. Ooh, we got the bristles because that's that's kind of our language. It's so cool to hear that from you. <laughs> ah, so and so so it's important because maybe you can clarify that, unpack that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah it's important because what's the alternative? What's the alternative to be scared our entire lives, to play small, to let other people decide how we live our lives. Uh, you know, depending on your particular belief in faith, reincarnation, whatever it is, most of us tend to agree the life that we're living is the only life we've got. So to me, it's incredibly important to be courageous and to take that first step, right? Because the first step is what leads to the second step is what leads to the third step. And so for me, it's not about having everything figured out because I recognize it's impossible for me to have everything figured out before I take the first step. But it's important nonetheless to take that step because the alternative to me is living in that watermelon where on the outside it's all green, but on the inside it's red and you're dying on the vine. Mm. Well, I love watermelon, though. <laughs> I do, too. They're delicious. Absolutely. It's, it's juicy, and it's the best thing to cure a hangover. Before <laughs> so you watermelon lovers out there, <laughs> it's supposed to be eaten, not, not, you know, not anything else but that. Um, Chris, I'm curious, you know, you, you're, you're speaking a lot of truth and a lot of this stuff is not new right like a lot of what you're sharing our listeners you know um all three of us here we know all these things mm -hmm. right why do you think it's so hard to actually live into them for for the majority of people yeah yeah i think for a couple of reasons one because i think that it is incredibly difficult to be a fish who's aware of the water we're swimming in so I think just to create the awareness around the systems in which we're living is very difficult, especially depending on the levels of privilege that you've enjoyed in your life. If you live in a system that is literally created for you, why would you wake up to it, right? Why would you have any incentive to unplug from the matrix? I think the second reason is because when we do start to wake up to the water we're swimming in and we start to ask the questions about why we're swimming in this water. We have a lot of narrative that says, you don't want to get out of the water. It's terrifying. You'll die out there. Right? So there's a lot, there are a lot of fear tactics in keeping us safe 
And I think a lot of it is grounded in heartfelt, warm intention. I don't think it's malicious, right? I don't think people are consciously saying, how do I keep my son, daughter, my, my child, how do, whatever, however they identify, how do I keep them small? Right. That's not, I don't think that's something that a lot of parents say consciously. I think it's, how do I keep my child safe? Because I love them more than anything. And my version of safe looks like X, Y, or Z, right? So I think it's very hard because as creatures of the savanna, right, we are wired to look for danger and we are wired to stay safe and to stay alive. That is the very basic uh, reason for existing is to propagate our species, right? So I think it's very hard when we to become aware of that system and then to have people say, don't go, you don't want to go out of the water. It's, it's scary out there. Um, and then oftentimes we have experiences. I'm a walking testament to this, that when I first start jumping out of the water, yeah, it's fucking scary. <laughs> I have fallen on my face. I have gasped for life. I have confronted a lot this year uh, as I have started this entrepreneurial journey. So I think there are a lot of forces at play to keep us safe and in the waters we've always known. Does that answer your question? Yeah, you know, there's a lot there and you began by talking about awareness and then I love that you transitioned to, you know, what are we doing consciously? But what's actually in in operation that we don't ever really, we're not aware of, and you know, is what is truly um, at play on a subconscious level, yeah. which is guiding what we're doing on a conscious level. Mm-hmm. And you're speaking a lot to that, you know, unplugging from the matrix is, I mean, the matrix is, a, the matrix is the matrix, but the movie, if you haven't seen it, the movie really is like about unplugging from, you know, a false reality and mm-hmm. connecting to that. So being aware, mm-hmm that things are not necessarily how they are presented or how they are presenting or how we are perceiving mm-hmm. is requires um, requires being uh, conscious, right? So what are, what are your practices mm-hmm. for you to call yourself back when you find yourself in those spaces and places where you, you want to like shrink back? Hmm. First and foremost, I have a coach, right? You know, a lot of, a lot of people say, you know, oh, coaches have coaches. Like, aren't you supposed to have it all figured out? And Only the great ones do. (laughs) Only great ones do. Great coaches have coaches. Yes. Yeah. If your coach doesn't have a coach, be careful. If your therapist, get a new one. one. Exactly. Um, And so I think I heard a phrase, you know, even the best surgeons can't operate on themselves. And I love that because as you mentioned, there's so much below the surface. There's so much within my own subconscious that is dictating how I believe, how I show up, my ways of being, the stories that I make up as a result of these events that happen. So I'd say first and foremost, I have a coach um, who has been incredible in calling those out. Uh, But I think for me, before even getting the coach was the willingness, right? I remember before my last coaching session, I reached out and he, my coach kind of laughed at me because I said, I want you to rip me apart. 
let's go deep. Let's figure it out. Like what's still holding me back. And so I think the willingness and the courage to even engage in that kind of work can be really scary. Mm. So the willingness first and then hiring the coach. Um, And then I think for me too, I have been very intentional and I'm incredibly grateful that I have a community of like-minded individuals, people who are on the journey, on the path of raising their own consciousness, of confronting their own limiting beliefs, of taking action towards the life that they want. And I think that we can often buy into this story that I have to stay friends with someone because I've been friends with them my whole life or because we have a history or because whatever. Longevity to me does not speak to the power of a friendship or a connection. It's really about, for me, you know, they say we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with, right? So I look at the five people I'm spending time with and I say, one, do I want to be more like them? And for every single person on that list, it's a resounding yes. They inspire me. They challenge me. They love me through my messiness. And number two, do they support me on this journey, right? Because this journey is so hard on its own for me. I'll speak to my own experience, of course. But I have fallen on my face. And if I had people in my corner who were saying, I told you so, I told you that would happen. See, this isn't a good idea. You should just go back to your, you know, being safe in your corporate job. I may have listened to them. But instead, I have people who were saying, you know what? Yeah, that sucked. That happened to me last week. And I get it. And here's why I know that you're on the path to living into your own greatness what support do you need from me? How can I help you? How can I show up? So I think that's been, it's made all the difference for me. That's the, you speaking to, to the value of community, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. the reason why, like, if you're listening to this and you're, you're wondering to yourself, where am I going to meet those people or find those people? Uh, Yeah. Call me. The second you start (laughs) up listening your own frequency, you will start attracting people of a higher frequency as well. So yeah, I actually really quick story. I had a friend who told me recently that he was saying that he has a very close person in his life who, you know, she was looking for these types of connections, right? Because he and I connect on a weekly basis. And it was like, oh, she doesn't necessarily have that many people in her life who can support her in this way, who challenge her, who help her level up in her consciousness And it was a really beautiful moment for me because I stopped once again to look at my community, my network. And I said, wow, pretty much everyone in my life that I have attracted and who I intentionally keep in my life is that sort of person, is the person I can go deep with, is the person that, you know, a person that I can share openly and vulnerably with. And I feel safe and I feel trusted and I feel trusting. So I'm incredibly grateful. It's, um, it's been a journey, but wow, the power of community. I could not understate that more. Yeah, I can't, I can't, uh, they, the, our listeners won't see it, but I'm giving you a virtual high five because I couldn't agree with you more on that. And because you know you're part of that list. I know. <laughs> As are you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so, so resounding. You know, you know, stories are always interesting, uh, right, Carissa? So, you haven't told us many, but I mean, you, you know, going back to some turning points, you know, whether it was the decision you made, uh, you know, life changing for you, uh, and then you got into corporate and then, so, so shed some light on that, which then helped you develop these practices and your program that you're going after. 
what are a couple of things that, that you know, as Trisha said earlier, you know, a lot of these things that, you know, we, this is the kind of stuff we, we, we talk about all the time. And so there's not that much new, but your perspective is new and we want that perspective. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. So if I understand the question is kind of like, what was my story and what were my turning points? Well, if you can highlight one or two that, that yeah. speak to the boldness and the consciousness that you just yeah. touched yeah. on and, and what it means for some of the listeners, you know, who are, you know, sort of feeling stuck. I mean, yeah. I love the fish and water example, because all we look at the, are the fish. And the truth is, we're all water, too. Right. That's who mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. And it's just how do you reconcile that? Sure. Yeah. I would say for me, the big primary turning point was if we go back, uh, you know, when I was in that, that watermelon, if you will, where I had checked all those boxes, right. I had the husband, I had the the car, the career, all of that. And I was miserable. I wrestled for a very long time and finally made the decision to say, you know what, this is not the life that I want to live. And there was a lot of guilt around that decision initially because I had signed up for it, right? I had agreed. I had I was not coerced into getting married at 22 years old. Uh, I ran down that path, ran down that aisle, if you will, because I was making the best decision I could with the information I had at the time. So after being married for three years, I made the choice to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. And that was my first step onto the path of, you know what, what works for everyone else isn't what's going to work for me. I need to blaze my own trail. I'm a huge hiker. I love outdoors. So I use a lot of hiking and climbing metaphors. Um, So for me, it was getting off the beaten path and being willing to blaze my own trail, even when people thought that meant I was a failure, even when people said, Oh, I'm so sorry when they heard that I was getting divorced. And for me, it was it was incredibly liberating because I finally made the choice that my own internal happiness is better than anybody else's opinion of me. So I think that was my first turning point. Um, And then at the time when I got divorced, I was also in grad school. I was in a Ph.D. program. And I got to the end of my third year of grad school and realized this isn't working either. So let's make another bold move and leave that behind. So I got a master's degree and left the PhD program because it, so for me, it's been this constant shedding of layers, right? Let me peel it back. And now what? Let me peel it back. And now what? Um, So that really paved the way for me to enter into corporate America and, so I'd say the third big move was deciding that I need to and get to start my own coaching business. Wow, you know, thanks. And we honor you for being vulnerable and being open here. So really, really appreciate. So I'm sure that resonates with many of us and many listeners here, because that's that's just really great insight into part of your, a window into your life a little bit. Yeah. So, so And you started to touch on adventure. So what has it meant for you so far to be on this adventure whether in transition or what you foresee coming Hmm. in the future? It's been a lot of play, a lot of fun, a lot of dark times, a lot of going down a path and realizing I've hit a dead end. Let me back up and go down a different one. Uh, But I think the best way to characterize this journey of stepping into, into entrepreneurship for me has been coming home to myself It has been, regardless of what happens in my coaching business, it has been the best journey of my life because 
I get to own my power and I get to own my voice and to do it in a way that is truly authentic to myself for the very first time I'm finding. I thought I was bold. I thought I was authentic and I was right. It wasn't wrong, but it was a version of my authenticity and my fullness. And now I'm learning what it means to step more fully into that. And it has been incredibly liberating and scary and fun and terrible and, and all of the things. Um, but I have done a lot of work and discernment around commitment versus energy. So for me, when my energy wanes on any given day and I tend to doubt myself and say, who am I? What am I doing? Am I crazy? I've really done a lot of work of saying, is that my energy or my commitment talking? And the more work I've done, the more I've asked myself that question, the more solid and grounded I become in my commitment to the work that I'm doing because I believe so strongly in it. And so, you know, just like going on a road trip, right? We run, we, excuse me, we run low on gas, we get flat tires. That doesn't mean we turn around and go home. It doesn't mean we just abandon our car on the highway and try to figure something else out. But that groundedness in the commitment, because I'm not, for me, jumping into my own business and especially in the coaching space, this is not something I've done lightly. This is not something that I did just to make a few dollars, right? If no one paid me, I would still do this work because it's what I believe passionately in. And I get to uh, let people pay me for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's also exactly. very exciting. <laughs> exactly. That's beautiful. You know, that's so, I, it's just such a gift for me, Raju, to be able to have these conversations with leaders like you, you know, and when I say leaders, I, I don't just mean leaders in the corporate setting or leaders on the team or leaders in, we are all leaders and bold conscious connections is about recognizing that that first connection we need to make is our connection with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're really speaking about. It's the idea that you get to come home to yourself, mm -hmm. right? And then you get to use that connection to deepen you know, the impact of you and how you then can, you know, help others, other leaders come home to themselves, yep. truly, yep. and enjoy, enjoy being a leader, right? Like, what is the point if we're not enjoying, you know, this journey, this life that we have? So, we love these conversations, you know, we don't take anything for granted. We really never know what one thing someone says is going to resonate with someone else, you know, but the, the, the beauty of that is that everything um, is available to us, you know, in plentitude. And if we choose to allow to receive what it is that we need in that moment, we don't need to look very far. Um, it's already there. Like you said, it's in the tea leaves. You don't have to look far. It's there. It's to come back to that self and to go within. We've certainly learned a lot from you today. And as you know, learning never stops. Man, that's one thing that this entrepreneurial journey has shown us. Learning never stops. Um, and it's absolutely a co-creative process. So 
we don't take this conversation for granted. We appreciate you being here with us. Um, before I ask you the last question, um, if you could share with our audience how they can find you, where they can find you, we'll make sure to also include it in the show notes. And also, I know you have an offer, um, an invitation you want to make to our audience. So go ahead and share that, and then we'll ask the last question. Absolutely. Thanks, Tricia. I'm very easy to find. I'm not making this difficult on anyone. If you know how to spell my name, which I guess is a challenge uh, some of the time, but if you know how to spell my name, you can find me everywhere. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, my website is carissacarbon.com. I'm on Instagram at carissacarbon all the places uh, you can find me. Absolutely. And I do have an invitation that I'm so thrilled to invite you into. I am hosting the Evolve Leadership Retreat in Sedona, Arizona, the magical Sedona, Arizona, in mid-January of 2022. So it, this retreat is for leaders who are curious, who are willing to be a little more introspective and to be intentional and to say, I'm ready to evolve. I'm ready to level up by getting closer to myself so I can live a life that is true to myself and I can better empower and serve others. So if you're curious, if you're interested, if you're a little scared but willing to do it anyway, uh, please, please reach out to me. I would love to have a conversation and see if this is the right fit for you and if I can serve you on your journey. Is this for, is the retreat for women and men? Yes. Yes. All genders, not just men and women, non-binary, trans, you name it. I am a, I do, I love to be inclusive. It is not a gendered retreat. Good question. So awesome. on that, how do they find the invitation? Is there, do Reach you want to website? Yeah, I do. I have a landing page, so I, I'm happy to share that. You can put it in the show notes. Um, and that invitation essentially just makes it really easy for you. All you need to do is enter your name and email, and then I will do the rest of the work and reach out to you. So that I will send over to you as well. Super. Beautiful. So to wrap up our conversation today, the question is, what discoveries might you have had in this conversation right now? Hmm. Hmm. Discoveries within this conversation. That's a great one. I think for me, it is the reminder that I get to be a gardener, right? As you kind of mentioned, Trisha, it's, it's about planting seeds, right? And the seeds are within us. And it's really a question of whether or not we choose to water them, nurture them, put them in good soil, shine some sunlight on them. And so for me as a gardener, I want to be that person who helps to shine sunlight on your seed, on the seed inside of you, each and every single one of you. And so it's a beautiful reminder to me that I get to be patient, that seeds don't blossom overnight, and that this is a journey that we're on, and there's no finish line to it. Mm. Well, there you have it. What a great way to end our conversation. As we were going to end, as we started, thank you again for joining us today. We so appreciate you, and we look forward to, you know, hearing 
more about your journey and witnessing the unfoldment of the process. Thank you, Trisha, Raju, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Pleasure to meet you. Creating this space. Yeah, thank you for creating the space and for inviting me into it. I think the work you're doing is so important and I'm so grateful for each of you. So thank you. Well, thank you. And thank we hope you. to see you again on, on one of these calls too. Time and place. And I'm here. Get it. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. We bring you these conversations to inspire you on your journey, to encourage you, to excite you, and sustain your enthusiasm on this trip. We know it's not easy. We've been there before, and that's why we put together something that will support you. Go to our Instagram account, at Bold Conscious Leaders. There is a link in the bio for a masterclass that you can access for free called How to Transition from Employee to Entrepreneur. So subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review and give us some feedback so we know what sort of topics to bring you in the future. And like anything else in life, nothing changes if nothing changes. And all you need is just one idea, one idea that just might change the trajectory of your life. So please go be bold. Focus on the what and the why and let the how unfold. <laughs>